Welcome. You're about to listen to a teaching of the Foursquare Gospel Church, VGC District. At Foursquare, we believe in the transformation of communities through the multiplication of disciples, leaders, churches, and movements. May your hearts be here this morning. May we know Him more and more. May we know Him. May we know His love more than ever before. May we know and trust Him that He is a faithful God, that He is a righteous God. May we trust all of His promises concerning our lives, that which He has spoken concerning us, concerning our career. Make a declaration this morning that as His presence is here, He is going to live within you. He is going to breathe in you and on you. And as He does so, you will fly on eagle's wing. You will fly this morning. That whatever situation, whatever circumstances may come your way this week, this week, you have the power, you have the anointing, you have the unction to overcome it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, you church. Thank you, Hannah, IK, and Pastor Oken for this privilege. Hallelujah. You guys have my slides. And um, we know that our theme for the month is unwavering trust. Unwavering trust in God. And um, it's taken from Isaiah 43.10. I think we know that scripture so well now. And um, I like to be interactive. Can I have someone read for me that Isaiah 43, verse 10, please? Isaiah 43, 10. Isaiah 43, 10. But you are my witnesses, O Israel, says the Lord. You are my servant. You have been chosen to know me. Believe in me and understand that I alone am God. There is no other God. There never has been and there never will be. I believe the CEV says, trust in me. It says, trust in me. Hallelujah. And you know, um, can I have my slide, please? Is it on? And um, I'm going to read. 1 Peter 2, verses 6 to 7 also. For this is contained in scriptures. Behold, I am laying in Zion a chosen stone, a precious, honored cornerstone. And he who believes in him, whoever adheres to, trust in, 
and relies on him will never be disappointed in his expectations. This precious value, then, is for you who believe in him as God's only son, the source of salvation. But for those who disobey, the very stone which the builder rejected has become the corner stone. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Media, can you please help me with my slide? Is Chiamaka there? Okay. You know what? The world tells us to trust no one, isn't it? The world says, trust nobody but yourself. Sometimes that is said. Yes? Okay. But the word of God is telling us today that we should trust God. And you know, even sometimes when we, wait, when we hear, you know, yeah, trust God. You know, you can trust your mom. Oh, you can trust your husband. Oh, you can trust your wife. Oh, you can trust your boyfriend. You can trust your girlfriend. You know, and um, you try to trust those people. And sometimes, you know, some of us, or you hear these words, you know, it's hard to trust, isn't it? It's hard to trust. Why is it hard to trust sometimes? One of the reasons why it's hard to trust is because we look at the picture of the experiences we have had. We look at the situations that have happened in our lives. And based on, based on those things, we either trust or we don't trust. Case in point, if you have somebody that is constantly promising you something and they're not doing it, they promise you today, okay, I'll do this, you know, oh, tomorrow I'll come and pick you, oh, the next day we're going to go for lunch, oh, okay, yeah, I'll get you this, um, that nice bag you want for your, um, for your birthday. And each time that person does not fulfill the promise. After a while, when that person tells you something, you just go, whatever, isn't it? Does that happen to us? And does this still happen to us? Fantastic. And you know, but the one who promises and fulfills, you trust all of the time. I'll give you an example. Growing up, my dad, you know, whenever we wanted something from my dad, and when you ask my dad, he'll tell you, okay, wait, I'll give it to you next week, or wait, you know, I'll give it to you next month, or wait, I'll give it to you when I get paid. But because we know my dad, he's done it once, he's done it twice, he's done it the third time. So every time he says, I'll do something, he does it. We don't even need to go back and say, oh, daddy, don't forget, you said you're going to do this next week. We don't even go back. We kind of like, it's done. The moment he says, I'll give it to you, we just have this assurance, this faith, and this hope that it is done, and we're going to get it. So, can we do the same with the God that we serve? Can we do the same with the one who created you and I? Can we do the same with the creator of the whole universe? 
the one who gives us the breath that we breathe, the one who gives us life, the one who sustains our lives, the one who preserves our lives. Victor said something this morning. He said, many people are dying. And it is true. Many people are dying today. Many people are going through a lot of difficult times. Many people's minds are going ziggy-de-boom. Many people want to check out. And sometimes, some of us that are sitting here today, we've had those thoughts. We've had those experiences. But guess what? God is telling us today that we should trust him. Irrespective of what we're going through. Irrespective of our situations and our circumstances. I want to read Isaiah 26, 4. It says, trust in the Lord forever. For the Lord, the Lord is the rock eternal. He is the rock eternal. You know, James tells us that our God, that there is no shadow of turning within. He is eternal. He is the unchanging God. He is a faithful God. Yeah? Okay, so where does trust start from? Our trust should start with God. Our trust should start with God. Romans 10, 11 says, Whoever believes in him, whoever adheres to trust in and relies on him, that person will not be disappointed. That's the amplified version. So if we believe in God, if we trust him, and if we rely on him, we will not be disappointed. And our expectations will be met. Sometimes it's hard when we're going through things. Sometimes it's hard to trust because a lot of things are bombarding us. A lot of things are trying to drown us from trusting God, from trusting his word. Psalm 22, 5 says, They cried out to you and were delivered. They trusted in you and were not disappointed or ashamed. So he tells us that we have a God who hears the cry of his sons and daughters. That if we cry to him, he will hear us. If we call to him for deliverance, he will come to deliver us. And you know the scripture talks about this also. That it is impossible for a mother, for those that are mothers here today. That it is impossible for a mother to hear a child crying and ignore the cry. That mother would go to the aid of that child immediately she hears her child crying. So it is with God, with us. When we call to him, when we cry to him, when we ask him to come, he comes to our aid. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. How do I know I trust God? How do I know I trust God? How do you know you trust God? I want us to be interactive this morning. How do you know you trust God? 
You can shout out responses. How do you know you trust God? Any takers? How do you know you trust God? How do you know you trust your mom and dad? You believe what they say. They've been providing for you. Fantastic. They have a track record of keeping their word. That's one of my points. They have a track record of keeping their word. You know, trust is not an emotion thing. Trust does not have to do with our emotions. Trust has to do with faith and hope. Emotion from the um, dictionary meaning, it says, a strong feeling deriving from one's circumstances, mood, or relationship with others. Emotion is a strong feeling deriving from one's circumstances, mood, or relationship with others. If somebody is here now and they, they say something, you know, that fascinates you, it makes you happy. Even if you're a little bit sad, you know, somebody comes, they crack a joke, you know, it takes you off of that sad emotion and you're happy the next moment, isn't it? Okay. Faith. Faith is complete trust or confidence in someone or something. Faith is complete trust or confidence in someone or something. In this case, ours is in the Lord God Most High. Yes? And trust. Trust is firm belief. Firm belief in the reliability. Firm belief in the reliability. Truth or ability of God, his word, and his promises concerning us. That's the way I see trust. Firm belief in the reliability, the truth, and ability of God. God said something. You know, we all know the story of creation and the fall of man. And he said, okay, Jesus was going to come and um, Jesus was going to redeem him and we're going to get back in communication and be in good relationship with him. And that happened. It happened. Because the Bible tells us that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Because of his promises from time, that he wants us to spend time, the rest of eternity with him. And because of a blunder, 
Jesus Christ came. His love for us has not changed. His love for us has not changed. And you know another thing about trust. You know, I've given us different um, definition of trust, emotion, and faith. You know, when somebody promises you something and you're hoping, just like I said about my dad, you know, and you know when he told me that he would do it or he would get it or when he gets its salary at the end of the month that he would do it. You know, I can't see his salary. Do you know that? I can't see it. Can I see it? I can't see it. You know, until when it comes. Or I tell, you know, or any of us tell him or tell anybody we want something. And um, whatever we say we want, at that point in time, we may have a picture of it from going shopping, TV, or from other people, right? We, we have a picture of it. But until he gets into our hands, most times, right? We don't believe until we kind of feel it or get it. You know, for some of us, sometimes we think that because we cannot see in a tangible way the promises of God, as in the things he has told us in his word, or because we can't see it happening around us right now, or because we can't see an evidence of it from somebody else. So it's not real. It's not going to happen. I don't need to put my faith or my hope in that thing. Yeah? Now, if you can see a promise, it is not a promise anymore. Because a promise has to do with the future. A promise has to do with the future. And we can only receive it by faith. A lot of us that are here today, we know that the Bible says, for God so loved the world, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life, right? Okay, we know from the word of God that those who give their lives to Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior will spend eternity with him. Yes? I can keep going with all those promises. Now, have you seen eternity? Huh? I can hear you. Help me out. Have you seen eternity? Do you know what eternity is about? Now, We've read in the Bible, or we've heard, that the streets of heaven are paved with gold. Have you seen it? How many of you are looking forward to being in heaven? All of us. Now, the same way we have put our faith in those words and our hope and we have trusted, and we gave our lives to Jesus Christ as our Lord and our Savior. Why then can't we trust him with little things? 
Why are we doubting? Because the opposite of trust is doubt. Why are we doubting? Think about it. Yes? Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 says, Trust in the Lord. I want to read the Amplified one. It says, Trust in and rely confidently on the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own insight or understanding. In all your ways, know and acknowledge and recognize him and it will make your path straight and smooth. Removing obstacles that block your way. When we trust God, when we rely on him, this word, which is also a promise of his, says that every obstacle that comes our way will be removed. Any and every obstacle that comes our way will be removed. Yeah? You know, in the Bible, we have different examples of people that trusted God. And we saw how their lives were changed. We saw how their situations and circumstances were changed. Can I ask us a question? And I, I need you all to, you know, just shout out answers. To For some of us, what is it that is hindering us from trusting God? You know, what, what is it? What is that thing? For some of us, it is one thing. For some, it is more than one thing. There are several things. If I ask you today, what is it? Vision of reality. Delusions of reality, Tenny says. Okay. Fear, fantastic. Fear. What else? Paradigms. Okay, what else? You know, Victor said, here, fear is one of the number one things that does not allow us to trust God. Because you know this saying that seeing is believing, isn't it? Some of us still live like that. It is when we see that we will believe. It is when it happens that I will believe. But the Bible says that we walk by faith, not by sight. Hebrews 10.23 says, Let us seize and hold tightly the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised 
is reliable and trustworthy and faithful to his word. God is faithful to his word. All we need to do is to hold on to our confession. And what is our confession? You know, if you're having challenges with your health, let's say you're having challenges with your health today, what are the promises of God concerning healing? Look for those scriptures. Hold on to those scriptures. Those are the confession. Hold on to them. Even no matter what you're going through, hold on to it because it will pass. Because God is faithful. He says his word will not return to him void. He is faithful to bring his word to pass in our lives. He is a faithful God. He says even when we are unfaithful, God remains faithful to us and to his word. Yeah? So guys, whatever situation we all are going through today, let us not allow fear. Let us not allow disappointment. Let us not allow unmet expectations to take us away from God, to take our focus off of the principles of God, his promises, and his word concerning us, concerning our lives, concerning that situation, yeah? God is big enough to work out any situation, seriously. Is big enough to work out any situation. Any situation is big enough to take care of it. And you know what? The degree to which we trust God, his word, and his principle, that is what determines the degree of his word and his promises concerning our lives. That is what determines the degree of our victory. Case in point, we know the story of Mary and Martha. See, that's why I said God is big enough to take care of whatever it is. And you know what? Whatever it is that we're going through in life right now, whatever it is, it's just one minute thing. Lazarus. Lazarus was dead for how many days? Eh? Three days. Did he come back to life? Okay. Before he came back to life, did Jesus respond to his sisters? Do we remember? That, ah, master, if he had been here, do you remember? That their brother will still be. And he said, I am here. That, yes, he will live. And they thought he was talking about the resurrection. So if God can raise a dead man, dead for three days, Abba, what is it that we're going through that wants to make us check out? What is it that we're going, we're going through that makes us want to lose hope in God, in his word, and in his promises concerning us? 
Guess what? Can I give us a reality check? We are the ones that are not. We are the ones that doubt him sometimes. Doubt his word or we don't believe his word. That is what will determine the degree of our victory. Yes? Why should we trust God? Moses already gave us an expo. He said he has a track record. God has a track record. Numbers 23, 19 says that he is not a man. He cannot lie. And he will not lie because he is not the son of man. And he cannot change his mind. Everything he has said concerning you and I will come to pass. We need to trust him. We need to trust him. I'm sure for some of us, if somebody comes to tell us that, ah, your mom doesn't love you or your dad doesn't love you, then if you look back and reflect on the beautiful things that they have done, the wonderful things that they have done, how they have helped you go to school, pay your school fees, all that stuff. If that person comes and say, no, my mom loves me, my dad loves me, how much more the God that we serve. Why should we trust God? Like I said about Lazarus, nothing is too difficult for God to do. Nothing is impossible for him to do. There is no impossibility with God. So why can't we trust him with our hopes? Why can't we even trust him with our fears and lay it at his feet? Hmm? It is well. When should we trust? When we trust God, what happens? Those of you, you have had experiences of one victory or the other in your life. What happened when you trusted God for those things? Yes, what happened? What happened? When we trust God, Miracles happen. When we trust God, we experience victory. When we trust God, we experience healing for those that need healing. We know the story of the three Hebrew boys, Shidrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when Nebuchadnezzar said they had to bow down to an image and worship that image. What did they say to him? They said they're not going to do it. I'm paraphrasing. They said they're not going to do it. They're not going to do it. That their allegiance is to the true and living God. And the decree was whoever that does not bow to that image will be thrown away in the furnace of fire. Abby. Mm -hmm. And those guys said, you know what? So be it. You can throw us in the furnace of fire. And you know what? Our God will deliver us. And even if he does not deliver us, we will not bow down to that image. And what happened? Nebuchadnezzar saw a miracle of his lifetime. 
they were in there. They were not burned. They were not scorched. And in Daniel 3 verse 25, it says that Nebuchadnezzar looked. He looked and he said, uh-uh. We threw three men in there, three boys in there. I see four. When we trust God, that miracle we're waiting for happens. That breakthrough we're waiting for happens. When we trust God, that healing that we're waiting for happens. That promotion we're waiting for happens when we trust him. That pay increase we're waiting for happens when we trust God. You know? When we trust God, we open up the floodgates of heaven. Seriously. When we trust God, we open up the floodgates of heaven. You know, for some of us sitting here today, we trust our smartphone more than anything. How many of us want the floodgates of heaven to open for us? All of us. And why are we holding back? Why are we holding back in trusting this God? Why are we holding back in not meditating on his word and his promises concerning us? You know? Another person that experienced miracle is the woman with the issue of blood. If you know the Jewish tradition, people like that are seen as unclean and they can't even leave their homes and they can't come around people because if they come around people, they will be seen as coming to defile the place, coming to defile the other people that are around them. But guess what? The woman had gone through so many things in her life. She has seen so many doctors and all that. Then she heard, she heard about Jesus. She heard about the things that Jesus has done, is doing. She heard. She didn't know him personally, but she heard his track record. His track record moved this woman from her home. Faith came alive in her. Hope was rekindled again. And she stepped out of her house, was going in the crowd, in the crowd that if she had been spotted, she would have been killed. And she, she put her trust in somebody she has not seen, but she has heard about what he is doing. And she went and she touched the helm of his garment. And the Bible told us that she got her healing instantly. Instantly. She trusted that man. The healer. The deliverer. The one who raises the dead eh, and brings them back to life. The one who made the cripple walk. 
the one who made the blind to see. She trusted. And what happened? She was healed and delivered of what had been going on in her life for over 12 years. Yes? Another person is Esther. We know the story of Esther and how Amon wanted to destroy the children of Israel. I mean, the, the Jewish people. We know. And what happened? The Jewish nation is still alive and well today. Yeah? Do you have my slide now? Please. Thank you. You know? So I just want to encourage us that. Can you go to the picture of Delia Knox? The picture of the woman, fantastic. See, so this woman is somebody that was paralyzed for about 22, 22 plus years. Her name is Delia Knox. She's a psalmist. She's a, you know, she sings. Um, she's a founder of um, the 3D woman. It's called um, Woman of Determination, Distinction, and Destiny. She's, she's American. She is a pastor. Her husband is a pastor. This woman was paralyzed for over 22 years. I'm saying was because she got her healing after about 20, close to 23 years. I couldn't get the picture of her wedding day. On her wedding day, she was sitting in the wheelchair. Do you think that if she did not believe in the word of God, the word of healing, the promises of God concerning her life, for 22 plus years, some of us would have given up, oh, Abby. Talk to me. We would have given up. But she kept going. She did not allow her circumstances and her situation to stop her from doing what God has ordained her to do, what God has called her to do. She would pray for people, you know. She would do so many things and see the results of those prayers, words of encouragement in the lives of those people. I bet you, she would have told you also at some point, maybe she kind of like, hmm, you know what? If I don't walk ever again, so be it. I'm happy. But you know what? If God says, and she kept hoping, kept trusting, and that day came, and she got her healing. Hmm? So I want to encourage us today that whatever it is, whatever it is, let our trust in God not be shaken. Hmm? Can we all rise to our feet? We're going we're gonna to pray some prayer points quickly. This is your own personal time with God right now. Forget who is next to you. Forget who is behind you. Forget who is in front of you. You know, the first prayer point is that I want to ask you and make it into a prayer. You know, I'm going to do this in five minutes. Yes? My question is, what is it that is holding you? What fear is holding you back from doing, filling the gap? 
what is it that fear is holding you back from doing, fill in the gap. You know yourself more than I do. Pray concerning that thing right now. The God of hope, the faithful God, the God of healing, the God of deliverance, the God of all sufficiency, the God who has chosen you and has called you is here to empower you this morning. Second question, what is that vision that God has put in your heart? That vision that God has put in your heart, fill in the gap that you may feel is too big for you or you cannot accomplish it or how are you going to do it? How are you going to get it done? Who are you? I'm just a small boy. I'm just a small girl. Fill in the gap. third question what is that thing in your life that is not the picture of what you want to see lay it at his feet this morning and trust him and for those of us that are here this morning is it the condition of our health? Is it the condition of our mental state or our emotional state that is affecting our faith? That is not allowing us to trust God 100%. Let us ask God this morning to help us like that woman with the issue of blood. That faith will come alive that hope would come. And like the three Hebrew boys, that we will stand out because we have been chosen, we have been set apart. We will stand out irrespective of what is going on around us and stand on that word of God. And for anyone that is going through any challenge this morning, a long suffering, how has your faith been affected through what you're going through? Through that hardship, through that sickness, through that constant nightmare, through that constant thought the enemy is bringing to you. How has it affected your faith, your hope, and your trust in God? Today, let us determine that we're turning around if you're watching online this morning, you have heard this word. You do not have a relationship with Jesus Christ. You do not know him. You have not called him as Lord and Savior. And even if you're here to this morning also, if you're also watching that things were not going well and you step back from God, if you're here, if you want to recommit your life, if you want to rededicate your life, I want to tell you there is hope, but first and foremost, you need to accept him into your life as Lord and Savior. So that all of these promises concerning his children, you will be a partaker of it also this morning.
Just like Isaiah 40:30 says, that they that wait upon the Lord. Another version says, they that trust the Lord will renew their strength. They will mount up with wings as eagle. They will run. They will walk. They will not faint. So this morning, I want to encourage each and every one of us. Let us make a new commitment this morning that in all situations, in all circumstances, we give you all adoration. Thank you for your word. Thank you that you're a faithful God. Thank you, you are the promise keeper. Father, thank you. We have come humbly this morning. We have heard your word. Father, Lord God, thank you that hope, faith, and trust, they have been rekindled in our hearts, in our lives. And that as we go about our daily business, day by day, week by week, month by month, we will put our trust in you. We would put our trust in you to guide us, to lead us in the way you want us to go. And as you, we do so, Father, we know that we would experience victory. We would experience healing of mind, of body, of will, and of emotion. Father, we thank you and we bless you for it in Jesus' name. Amen.